Alright, and welcome back to episode 24 of the Hops and Bops podcast. I am Bruce Tom. This is Joe. This is Mike. And we have a guest on this episode. It is our very good friend Trevor. How you doing, Trevor? I'm doing well, Tom. How about you? Eh, not too bad, not too bad. And um, so today we have chosen uh, the album As Daylight Dies Special Edition by Killswitch Engage. And uh, the beer we have matched is the Toasted Blonde by Bar. Now these are both picked by uh, Trevor, so... Uh, so, as you can tell, they're both either my favorite album or one of my favorite beers. So, <laughs> so I guess we'll see. So, um, Shall yeah, we? Yeah, these are very big. Yeah, these are the 32 Crowler cans. I would say that that's an appropriate size for a beer, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Nice. Oh, can't tap. Oh, it splattered. Yeah. Oh, Elbow spritz. Did you rip the top off? No, it, it came no, right look. off. It, it, no, it like... It's it like a right off. Like a loose tooth. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. You gotta report the side. So so I wasn't eavesdropping before, but I did hear you talking about uh, the type of glass a blonde ale should be uh, consumed out of. Yes. Yeah, so my internet expert piece right here says <laughs> a tulip glass, which Ooh. I chose the glass that's. that's it looks kind of like that. So. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Yeah, a little, little Oma Gang. We got to do some of their beer at some point. Yeah, right. That, that'd be a good one. Was that Cooperstown? I think so. Yeah, somewhere in there. Yeah. Maybe we can go to the Hall of Fame and just record one there. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, that'd be amazing. That. I, I mean, they're kind of quiet this year because they didn't this vote a, a class. Nobody so. went in. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's it. We're going in. And All right. Cheers. Track, cheers. <laughs> Welcome, Trev. Yeah, Very thank good. You. Yes, Thanks thank for you. having me. Of course. Mm. So, Bar. Oh, New wow. Haven. Solid for 10 a.m. New Haven, Connecticut. Part of the, uh, you know, they're also known for their, their pizza. Yep. Their Part mashed the, potato and bacon in particular. Yes. That oh. is my personal favorite have from them. Have you been there once? We? Yeah. I've been there many times. I know you have. Because <laughs> the back room is a nightclub and yeah. if walls can talk. Didn't, wait, but didn't Joe, we go there and, uh, there didn't take me anywhere. <laughs> I think we went there one time and somebody literally brought in a pizza or had a pizza from there walking around handing out slices. <laughs> I don't doubt um, it. Um, no. That, that sounds was, about right. That was a different drunken night. Oh. But <laughs> yeah. You did have their pizza because I left it here once. I forgot it in your fridge and you ate it. So. <laughs> nice. And I'm sure it was delicious. Yeah. You said it was. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I like how on the can itself it, it says who it was canned by and uh, like how it was actually written in. Yeah. Although I don't think this is a real name because this one it says uh, Pamela Canderson. Well, uh, I've so. got Abe Froman, who I believe is the Sausage King of Chicago. <laughs> so, so I'm going to assume these aren't legit. These are aliases. <laughs> Although that's clever. Also, to point out the elephant in the room, they spelled Connecticut wrong in their can. Mm. Ah. So Yeah. It's okay, it happens. Apparently, they were having a few, too, while they were, you know. Well, yeah, they did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like how they just uh, kind of yeah. scribbled it out. Well, that would one. be what we would do. We'd rock by new cans. Yeah, nope. <laughs> Fuck that. Yeah, you have a few beers, you type in the keyboard, finger slips, like, yeah, whatever. It happens. It happens. You know, it took, I mean, let's be honest. We were all in middle school before we could legit spell Connecticut. So. Yeah, right. <laughs> I still can't spell Massachusetts. And banana. I have to spell out the Although Gwen Stefani. Gwen <laughs> I have to spell out the Gwen Stefani. So I legit sit there in my head. B-A-N-A. Okay, got it. Yep. We, all knew, we all knew how to uh, spell Mississippi by the time we were, what, 10, 5, yeah. <laughs> 10? Yep. Honestly, though, if they didn't cross it out, I probably wouldn't have noticed. Yeah. <laughs> Well, this is a you know generic can. <laughs> that is also for, true. <laughs> it's, it's a con beer. Yeah, any beer. Um, so this is their blonde ale. That, that's the name of it. Blonde ale, four point two percent. For me, Trev, I'm glad you brought this because 
if I remember correctly in the archives, this is my first experience of any kind of like local craft brew ever that I've yeah. ever had. It's like, yeah. you know, when I was, you know, younger 20s, it's this is the first yeah. one I had and, and it's kind of sentimental for me and I love it. It's a great beer. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's just, we didn't, when we were just turning 21, that there weren't these craft beer breweries, no. at least not in the area that right. I was in. So this was kind of the only experience you had and when you were drinking it, you didn't even really know it was craft beer. You're like, oh, they brew their own beer here. I'll have one of those. Right. You know, there right. wasn't the same appeal to it <coughs> that there is now. Um, it's got a beautiful, like, nice clear color. And for being so... Anytime I see a beer that's this color, you kind of throw right back to, like, the Bud Light and the Coors Light. And you're like, oh, it's really light. And it's really, and this has so much more flavor and body oh, to yeah. it than those do. But for it's sure. just, you know, to see and to be to such through. a light beer. Yeah. I mean, so many of the beers we have are cloudy and yeah. dark. And yeah. <laughs> yeah, this looks yeah. like it'd be in a uh, in a beer commercial in a, in a glass like this. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, it's a pretty pour. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, again, I brought it because it, it is one of my favorite beers. Um, I, I have a different taste in beer than a lot of craft beer drinkers. Everybody's into the IPAs, the bitterness, the hops. I'm more into the ales, the lagers, the smoother drinking beers. This one's got a toasted kind of flavor to it, not overpoweringly smoky. Yeah. But it's mm-hmm. still there. It's still got the bitterness from the hops. <clears throat> And it's just an incredibly drinkable beer that pairs well with mashed potato and bacon pizza. So. Oh, I can see that. That's uh, again, good, so um, it says that blonde ales, golden ale, whatever you want to call it, are uh, tend to be a more approachable style. And oh. I can see that. Someone who's not huge into beer, like this is a good segue like into gateway. gateway. Yeah, this is the marijuana of, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> of beer. This is what leads um, you to IPAs. <laughs> And then once you're at Porter's, you need help. Yep. <laughs> um, it's, uh, let's see, you know, it's lighter in color, <laughs> lighter in bitterness, um, generally only between like 4.1 and 5.1 for the ABV. So nothing too crazy with the alcohol content. Yeah, this Says is below it, that, way below, 4.2. Yeah. That's why you got to drink a quart of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, uh, the food pairings I have listed are spaghetti and meatballs, mm. super mm. specific. Mm. Um, pepper jack cheese, oh, and for dessert, sugar cookies. Oh. <laughs> I can see the sugar cookies. Mm. And do we have any of this available? The, no. Uh, the glassware and serving temperature, as Trev has already stated, is tulip, which is the way to go with the glass, at 45 to 50 degrees Fahrenheit. Mm. That's cool. about there. That's a, yeah. <laughs> Got the space heater. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I'm trying to get us up there. We're in about 35 right now. <laughs> it is on. Oh, yeah. It took care of us. Today. Yeah. It was a little chilly. Thanks. <laughs> Toasty right next to my bum. So, yeah, you know, they, uh, <laughs> it's all pretty good. Cool. Soft, uh, soft body. Oh, hey. Hey, baby. You got that soft body. Are we still talking about beer? Or? <laughs> we never know. Your girl with a hard body, get out of here. <laughs> Too many sit-ups. <laughs> what a name, by the way. Bar. Just yeah, bar. they snagged that. Yeah. Bar. They've yeah, really. been around for a while. They have. Yeah. yeah. And I and I love it. Like it they describe themselves in a can. Brew pub, brick oven pizza, dancing. And that checks all the boxes. That's for it sure. in a nutshell, really. Yep. That's all I need, really. They have a lot of other beers too. Uh, they rotate mm-hmm. through a few different ones. Um, but uh, more often than not, I'm getting this one. So I will occasionally try another one of their newer beers. I think they got a Scotch yeah. Ale that I haven't had yet. But mm-hmm. yeah, where are um, they out of? This again? is my go-to. New Haven. 
Oh. Right in the heart. Yeah. Uh, what Crown is it? Street. Crown Street, yeah. Cool. Um, Louis Lunch is yep. right across the street. Right. It's like the birthplace of the, the burger. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew that. Yeah, and Mamoon's is right down the road. Very good Middle Eastern food. Yep. All, you know, late night. Insomnia Cookies is right around the corner. Oh, I mean, yeah, it's... Oh yeah, it's crazy. When I have jury duty in New Haven, uh, I'm <laughs> eating good for that week. You got I'm every eating. meal down. <laughs> uh, well, fella, should we uh, transition into the album now? At some point. No. No. <laughs> All right. Cool. Just so bar, 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 New Haven. They have pizza. I think yeah. so. Yeah, I think yeah. Cool. Anyway, yeah. pizza, <laughs> dancing, and excellent beer. Mm-hmm. So. I swear to God, the first time I went there, I mean, you walk in, it's like a typical brew pub bar. You know, has a pool table. You know, yeah. typical counter. You know, lights at a reasonable uh, brightness. Then all of a sudden, you walk in this doorway into the back, and it's like, like New York City. Like, I couldn't believe it. I was floored, and then I just couldn't stop going. My my friends and I would go all the time. It was great. But uh, hopefully, after this COVID stuff ends, that uh, reopens in the back there, so people can enjoy it. Yeah, that'd be a lot of fun. Yeah. All right, let's do it. Yeah, Trev, your pick. Yeah, as daylight. Yeah, dies. as daylight dives, it is uh, Howard Jones's sophomore album with Kill Switch Engage. Yes, as you like to use that term. Yeah, he's done. He's listened. Someone done some research. research. <laughs> you know, it. Um, this came out, and this was kind of my introduction to the genre. Um, I got both this and their previous album, End of Heartache, from you, actually, from Mike. Yes. And uh, started listening to it, and this really is what opened up an entire new genre of music to me. Um, I know you were talking a little bit on the um, Machine Gun Kelly album. That's kind of like a, a introductory to a lot of other people as mm-hmm. far as like a, maybe a newer generation to the uh, pop punk. Well, this was my introduction to uh, metalcore. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I enjoyed it immensely um, at the time and uh, wanted to go through it again to see if it held up. Wow. Is that, is that it? <laughs> you did your research. Well yeah. done. Uh, yeah, so for me, I don't know Killswitch as much. Obviously, I know mm-hmm. them, but I haven't listened to a lot of their their um, albums. This is my first album all the way through, to be honest. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, same. Yeah, so I, you know, um, and I'm happy we did this because th- I, I really enjoyed this album. This is a great album. Um, so this is the second of three albums with Howard Jones, right? Yep. Yes. I'm surprised Howard Jones only did three albums with them. Um, I I know he was their second singer, but yes. I just figured they did more. So um, he did have uh, some issues going on, I think, mm-hmm. at the time of the third album, which caused him to kind of leave the band and just mm-hmm. get himself together. Yeah. You know? And then he, uh, he eventually came back with Light the Torch, and their album's really good. So yeah. I was thinking yeah. about doing that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they the talks that I've all heard, you know, was that he had some personal stuff going on between, like, mental health yeah. and substance abuse, and he had a lot of different things that weren't, you know, really working well for him at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, he comes in after Jesse Leach left the band. And how many albums uh, did he do? Jesse Leach the, the did the first, first two. two. First two. Two previous. And then he's done two or three cents. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's come back and done yeah. two or three cents. Um, they did have a filler at one point, Phil Labonte of All That Remains. Mm-hmm. He was their touring oh. vocalist. Yeah. My brother for, saw that show. I, did show. I saw that show. It was, mm-hmm. um, it's kind of funny. I've seen Killswitch Engage at least like four times. <laughs> and really? um, the first time, the first two or three I saw them with Howard, um, then I actually saw them with Phil Labonte. And when I saw him with Phil, uh, Jesse Leach came out and sang with Phil. So the original singer was at that show as well. Mm-hmm. Um, That's nice. So I've actually seen... 
every formation of Kill Switch Engage. Yeah, that's cool. So that's crazy. I'm just going to pour myself another beer. Yeah, keep oh, going. Go if you um, watch really the DVD, um, I've got another one of these, if you guys want to. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sharing this one. But, uh, so if you watch the DVD, uh, they, they put out like a, a DVD uh, concert. Okay. And yep. then also they've got special features. They interview members of mm-hmm. the band. Phil Bonte is on there. Phil Bonte actually tried out for Kill Switch Engage after Jesse Leach left oh, and okay. lost to Howard Jones. Mm. So mm. he's very familiar with them uh, and the band. They tour together. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd say that All That Remains has done very well. I don't think he'd be applying for any other bands now. They've been no. quite successful. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. uh, it, great voice, too. Phil Abante oh, yeah. really does have a great voice, and yeah. so does Howard, and so does Jesse. On the DVD commentary, I think Justin Foley actually jokes that he's not even the best drummer in the band. So. <laughs> well, no, because yeah. Adam's filthy at drums, yeah. and then you go and you watch him do guitar, and you're like, oh my god! And he does a lot of the, some of the um, screaming and growling too in the background. Yeah. Um. So he's got some stuff that he does. Yeah, he's, I was trying to decipher that. I, I know mm-hmm. all the vocals it can't be Howard. It sounds different. Yeah, yeah that's um, Adam. Adam. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Adam does a lot. Adam. Of, Adam does a lot just in the genre in general. He mm-hmm. uh, produces a lot yeah. of metalcore albums, including one for August Burns Red. Mm-hmm. He produced one of their albums They're and very just. Good. He's very well known um, and stays active outside of Kill Switch Engage. Yeah. And yeah. I love his stage presence because he's just like yeah. a maniac and runs around and he oh, wears yeah. like a Daisy Duke shorts and a cape. Yeah. No, when it's I saw just them, a strange, yeah. like a new age Angus Young. Yeah, yeah, but he's it's awesome. Oh, yeah, yeah, when I saw them for the Halloween show, everybody dressed up like Jesse Leach had this awesome makeup, you know, this mm-hmm. white and black makeup, and all the other guys were dressed up in like these scary costumes. And then there's Adam dressed up as a pizza with a cape on. <laughs> <laughs> it's my kind of guy. Kept right calling there. himself Pizza. <laughs> That's funny. Great so, concert. Uh, so now metalcore, the genre itself. Mm-hmm. I was surprised. I I can't say I've heard a lot of metalcore music yeah. but i was surprised at how much like hard punk i heard you know like so like from our high school days like kind of the emo genre some of the harder bands i heard a lot of elements from them in this album you know kind of the clean guitar intros and kind of the emotional like screaming and everything like that mm-hmm. um and i just always thought they were just a metal band you know i didn't realize i didn't think that they were yeah um and a lot of punk elements, too. Isn't that a surprise? Um, so there's their fourth album, 2006, 15 tracks, and it adds four tracks to the standard release. The last four tracks are bonus tracks. Mm-hmm. One of which is uh, Holy Diver, which we'll get to. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cool. So should we uh, run it down? Yeah, let's start picking our way at it. Okay. Might as well. So the first track is, I guess you would call the, the title track, Daylight Dies. Um, it's missing the as. Yeah, it, it, so. it's missing the as. No oh, as right. there. Um, we know Joe's an as guy. I am an as guy. Yeah, yeah, very good. Well done. <laughs> um, I thought this was a great song, great album intro. Uh, it, to me, it was like heavy and moshy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I can densely, or can definitely sense that. Um, and I just know, like right from the from the yeah. get go, you know exactly what you're in for for the album. Um, yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah, it's just, it's a great opening song. It's got that kind of, um, it comes in with that electronic yeah. kind of, like yeah. you don't really know it's about that, almost like a siren, like right. an evacuation siren type thing going on. Mm-hmm. And then it's just those big hits, duh, shh, yeah. shh, and then just goes into it. It's just, yeah. it is, it's a great way to open an album. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, I, uh, you know, I mean, I like, 
the intro. I mean, I like uh-huh. that it, it's, uh, I guess what I like most about Daylight Dies is that it reminds me that I'm listening to As Daylight Dies when I started <laughs> up. Um, but Makes aside sense. from that, uh, when I compare it to the rest of the album, I, I wasn't that impressed with it. Yeah. So I grade all of my uh, songs into tiers one, two, or three. Oh, damn, um, cool. And uh, Daylight Dies was a tier three. So wow. what? Okay. Which is odd for the intro, I know, but at the same time, like when I compare it, not just on its own, but because I've listened to this album so many times, mm-hmm. I don't think it stacks up to the rest of the songs that gotcha. are on there. We, we might be out of the job. <laughs> Tears. <laughs> Tears. Damn. Yeah. Nice. Uh, actually, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of in the same boat as Trevor on that one. Um, just in general, I feel like I was a bit too young for this album when it first came out to fully appreciate it. I kind of experienced like the reverberations of it. Like, you know, I kind of grew up in, like, the screamo, emo yeah. mm-hmm. kind of pop-punk era. Um, so my only knowledge of this, like, previous to this was uh, my brother listened to Holy Diver a lot, and it was on yeah. his iTunes library. So I was <laughs> no. like, oh, that's on my iTunes library. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. But I was a little, a little underwhelmed by the intro. Okay. But, uh, All right. It was fine. I like This is Absolution. Yeah. You know, good, heavy song. I mean, really, if I'm being completely honest, I wouldn't... This is one of the few or I would say one of the first albums that we've done where I can say that I don't think there really was a bad song on the album. I completely um, agree with they you, They all were, you know, they were all good in their own right. Um, yeah. Yes, some songs kind of stood out a little bit more. Some songs maybe sounded a little too close to another right. song where they kind of were maybe forgettable, mm-hmm. but not bad, Right. Um, in my opinion. I, so, I agree with everything you said. Um, a lot of... You're going to hear me say this like a thousand times on this album, but the... How in sync the drums and the guitar oh, are yeah. throughout the whole album yeah. just absolutely makes this sets this band apart from the other bands of like this genre, in mm-hmm. my opinion. Yeah, I also really enjoyed how like these two songs like bled into one another. Mm-hmm. Like if you li- if you listen to them back to back without pausing or anything, it goes right into it. Mm-hmm. I love that. Um, and so I thought like this. I don't know for me. I thought it was like a good one-two punch to open the album. Um, and uh, I thought the double bass intro was great, um, great breakdown towards the end, um, and I like how it like came down in, in energy for the chorus. Um, yeah, I liked it. Yeah, yeah uh, so I guess I've got two reoccurring themes when it comes to this album, <laughs> uh, one of it, which is my man crush on Howard Jones, because I think he's mm-hmm. the best vocalist in the genre, he's yeah. got this incredible range, mm-hmm. and I think that this song is really, it picks up a little bit more on what he can do than As Daylight Dies. Mm-hmm. And uh, the second is that just the musicians in the band are incredibly talented. Oh, yeah. And uh, both of these songs actually starts to showcase that, and that's going to be showcased a little bit more as the album goes on. Yeah, but for sure. It's definitely, I think that Howard Jones shows a little more of his vocal skills in this song than mm-hmm. in Daylight Dies. I do yeah. prefer Howard over Jesse. I, I've listened to a little bit over of mm-hmm. Jesse's stuff, but... I, I've never been a fan of bands who like primarily scream. I, it's just not my taste. Mm-hmm. Howard always had a good balance of singing and intense singing and screaming. Yeah, uh, and growling. So he really he growling. Growl. Right. Yeah. Right. So that that's kind of more in my my wheelhouse. Yeah. And then you have Arms of Sorrow, which I labeled as a kill switch engage ballad. Yes. Like yeah. that is this is pretty much as 
much of a ballad as you're going to get out of this band. It's the emo um, I was talking about. Like yeah. I, didn't, I didn't expect this from them. I always just thought they were straight up metal, but mm-hmm. it had some emo elements. It's got to a it. lot. There, yeah, there's a lot of emotion in it. I mean, mm-hmm. you can tell that he's going through a lot of different things. And and mm-hmm. um, if you look at Wikipedia, which is you know as we know our primary source of research, <laughs> sponsored by. Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah, right. One of. Um, Probably start giving all, money. Huh? All <laughs> <laughs> we'll uh, donate a dollar on our behalf. Yeah, that, that big message is on their homepage. Before you keep scrolling. <laughs> yeah. Um, all vocals and lyrics are written by Howard. So he writes, for his albums, he wrote all vocals. All. Wow. So you can tell lyrically, too, that there's just... You can hear it in his vocals that the lyrics are coming from him. Like, I don't know, you just... I get that feel when he's singing that, like, he's... Everything's out, leaving everything out on his sleeve, like for that. Um, and this was probably my favorite song on the album. Um, everything, the drums, the guitar, everything's just so in sync. The, the hook, the chorus, it's just so catchy. Um, and then, as Joe said, you know, it kind of throws you for a loop because you almost don't expect this type type of ballad-ish song coming out of a band that's as heavy as they are. Yeah. Kind of reminded me of their song "End of Heartache" from the previous mm-hmm. album. Had yeah. a lot of elements to that, and I love that song. Yeah. Oh god, that was actually my first song. ever song I heard from Killswitch. I'm End sure that's a lot of people's first Killswitch. I mean, they were Mine huge included. for that song. Yeah. yeah. Um, I didn't even hear of them. <laughs> it was before. 2004, Tom. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was uh, five. No, no, I was uh, six. What am I talking about? Yeah. All right. So. It's, it's interesting. Big difference there. <laughs> I wasn't five. Uh, I was in first grade. <laughs> How dare you? I was reading Magic Treehouse books. Uh, my my half birthday is this month. All right, but uh, it's it's interesting that you mentioned that the Arms of Sorrow is your favorite because that was one of my candidates for a dark horse. Definitely mm-hmm. a tier one, uh, a very deep, powerful vocals. It. You know, Howard Jones gets into mental illness and depression and anxiety, yep. and he he really. I mean, if he started showcasing his vocal talents, and this is Absolution, he's got it all going now in the yeah. Arms of Sorrow. Mm-hmm. So, and this was their second single on the album. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So it was their okay. second release single. Yep. And right in the area we expect a single, song three. Song three. <laughs> yeah. Follows right suit. Yeah. Oh man, but yeah, such a such a strong fucking song. Yeah, it was a great, great song. And then you come in with Unbroken, and it's just like another punch in the balls. Like yeah. just bam, it hits you yeah. hard and it just goes. Um it has a great chorus. I, I love the whole through adversity. There's redemption, like the lyrics. Mm-hmm. Again, just th- this is such a lyrically strong album. Yeah, right, Joe. <laughs> sure. <laughs> so I I basically put all my juice into those three episodes. What was it? Yeah. <laughs> Ariana. Yeah. Uh, Eminem. Eminem yeah. and and uh, oh, yeah. uh, Machine Gun <laughs> Kelly and. I my my brain can't take anymore, so I, I'm taking the year, the rest of the year off. <laughs> Joe's not a lyric guy. And no, he, he he blew his load on those. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I put it all in. Um, I will say, at, at, you know, maybe at this point, maybe a few songs later, I kind of realized, like, okay, this is the album, and mm-hmm. you know, not in a bad way, but the songs are kind of formulaic. Yeah. You know, I, I'm expecting yeah. a lot of the same. You mm-hmm. know, kind of song elements which is not a bad thing i really like this album but kind of like a couple albums in the past we've said you put it on for a vibe like if i'm doing something i want high energy Mm -hmm. like i need a pump up i'll throw this album on and i may not be paying attention to what song i'm in yeah but it's not a knock that is not a knock but that's kind of how i approach it because metal core is acdc (laughs) so i did that's you know what that's really uh that's a good that's a good uh 
example. Yeah. So it's a good uh, good that you mentioned that because I also made that um, that realization farther in the album. Yeah. Uh, the, the song that we're on right now, Unbroken, it, it's very uplifting, and you'll find that that's kind of a reoccurring theme mm-hmm. in at least the Howard Jones Killswitch Engage albums. Mm-hmm. In the documentary, actually, uh, Adam D mentions that. At the time, there were a lot of metal bands that were making these very like depressing and angry lyrics, like Slipknot kind of thing, uh-huh. right? Yeah. And uh, Adam D mentions that he didn't want to make metal for people who were angry and pissed off. He wanted to make metal for people who wanted to listen to metal. Yeah. So cool. a lot of his lyrics, they're not like this angry, you know, you know, I, I hate this, I hate that kind of thing. I got my heart broken. Any of that. It's more of the um, very uplifting, very positive notes. Um, mm-hmm. So it's it's. Uh, I like it because I'm a fan of that style. I, I don't want to listen to necessarily metal that's that's so pissed off yeah. and angry at the world. I want to listen to metal because I like listening to metal. Yeah, yeah. And so. it's funny you mention that because going back to Slipknot, um, I remember for a while there after um, Chad, uh, not Chad Gray. Um, Corey no, Taylor. No, no, but the, the Paul Gray, the bassist, okay. he overdosed. And that was like a real big turning point with the band. They put out uh, 0.5 of the Gray album and all that. And one of the big things Corey Taylor said was before they even came out with um, We Are Not Your Kind, there was a pretty substantial gap there. And he said he was no longer that angry kid. So he didn't know if he could continue with Slipknot and making that music because uh-huh. people knew it as such angry type of music mm-hmm. um so i thought that was really interesting that you know trevor brings that up because it is a reoccurring really theme like throughout part. throughout metal <laughs> yeah right <laughs> you know uh, the uh, uh, third crowd so uh let's uh let's give tom a second here because you said uh this kill switch engage being the metalcore acdc was a was a good analogy slash is a knock on your end yeah i'm just curious because no yeah no it makes sense so i want to hear it the only two uh like prior knowledge of any kill switch Mm -hmm. at all for me was the two most popular singles off of this which are holy diver and my curse yes um you know as i mentioned i've heard holy diver a lot when i was a kid and now i still love it Mm -hmm. and my curse um was on guitar hero three so i I loved it as a kid Um, kind of brought it back in college because I brought it and everyone wanted to play it in my apartment. So, as those are the only two I've known, that's kind of the vibe that I'd gotten from the album was like, oh, it's going to sound kind of like this. But it sounded very similar for the yeah. entire thing. It, it, and then, while that's a good thing, because it's it's they have really good performances on this album, I don't... I, I think they would have benefited from having a bit more variety in their sound. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I yeah, agree with you, bad. Tom. Like, that's about it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not, again, it's not necessarily a knock for me, but that, that's that's their band. That's the mm-hmm. music exactly. they make, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, so like, I really, the one thing I think Killswitch Engage is, it has missed the boat with as a whole is they, they need to do something acoustic. Because they're so... No, I'm serious. They're so talented. No, but really, though, like, they don't have any acoustic versions of their songs. They don't have anything... Everything is exactly what you're saying. It's the same yeah. style. It's heavy. It's things like that. Um, and they have the talent for it. Yeah. Like, they have the vocals talent for it. Um, you know, I don't know. I just always felt like they never did anything... You're right. They they kind of stuck to a formula, and they, they ran with it, and it really did work for them. Right. And now it's like they've built this band that they need to reach a little bit. Like, can they do something a little different? And mm-hmm. um, so I definitely think 
that's something in the future that they need to like dive into and kind of would be cool to hear yeah. some different stuff with. Yeah. I think it would be a bit difficult to put the screaming to acoustic. Yeah, but, but I mean but there's the way you could Seven yeah. Dust, yeah. you know, did it. You know, like they, they you know they scream and they made oh, it. Work. But even like Howard Jones, um, current band, Light the Torch, they did a octane exclusive um, you know, acoustic session hmm. and he did a, a full blown acoustic three or four songs and it was really really good yeah um mm. you know i could see end of heartache being like a really cool like mm. hybrid acoustic like yeah version listen something. to end of heartache um, keep talking about it yeah it's a great song it. such a great song oh, oh i just the album in general oh awesome yeah i want to listen to the album um that was actually on my future albums mm-hmm. that i kind of pushed off yeah. because trevor called for this one and i was like okay yeah i'll push mine off for a while yeah yeah you know, I definitely um, would be into that. So the next song is My Curse. I mean, again, you know, similar. That was their first big single. Yep, lead single um, of the album, right? Yeah. yeah. My favorite part of this song is when they do the This Is My Curse. I was going to say that. Because yeah. the drums It's just so tight. The drums and vocals are just on point. I love this song. If it wasn't a single, I probably would have picked it as like a sleeper, my number one. But I let it be because it's just... The biggest song on the album. Exactly. Yeah. Sometimes the singles are like corny or like you it's know. It's a great single. Th- it's a great single. This is a great song. It's a good representation of who they are, mm-hmm. where they are at this time in the band for this album. Um, yeah, I mean, great, great, great song. And it had the guitar work to put it on a Guitar Hero. Yeah, uh, exactly. Game, so, yep. Yeah, just that do 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 do. Yeah, it's, it's, it's fun to play. Yeah. yeah. Right? I beat it at uh, medium level. So. Hey. <laughs> I don't want to nice. brag or anything, but ladies. I'm taking so. So, <laughs> so. <laughs> save yourself <Yeah>. there. <laughs> An interesting uh, thing about this song is that they come out with uh, radio singles for both this and End of Heartache, which uh, eliminates Howard Jones's screaming to try and appeal to a more broad audience. Really interesting. Yeah, so there's a, a radio edit, and then there's an album edit oh, for okay. this single and End of Heartache. I really, um, I'd be really interested to listen to those yeah, back to back. So it's. Huh. Um, yeah, I did. I don't even know. I guess you'd have to YouTube the radio edit. Yeah, probably. Um, they do have it, and it's just. I think that was their attempt at trying to get more to people who weren't into the screaming. Yeah. Uh, and I think that it worked. Mm-hmm. But I listened to it, and I'm like, this just isn't as good because now I'm used to. Yeah. You know the the screaming aspect, the right. heavier, higher octane mm-hmm. kind yep. of vocals. Yeah. Yeah, for uh, sure. Then they went on to for you. A little off timing, yeah, which was kind of yeah. cool. They do this a lot, actually. Yeah. Um, which you, which bands like them, which I mean, I guess you consider them, you know, metalcore, but I'd say they're a little more mainstream than mm-hmm. you know some of the real deep heavy metal bands. Yeah. Um, and you don't see a lot of the off timing because unless you're a musician or it's kind of off putting, right? Um, you know, and our last album that we reviewed, Rush. You know, I've yeah. other ideas that exactly. constantly off time. Right? Yeah, exactly. You know? um, but also it's a different style of music, different era, the whole deal. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just think they do a really good job at making these off times, like, feel good. Yeah. If, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, yeah. you can listen to it and it doesn't feel like something's off. Like, you realize, oh, wow, they're playing it so well. Yeah. It's just the rhythm. You know, mm-hmm. it's just yeah. their beat. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, um, I, I actually enjoyed this song quite a bit. Um. Like Trevor mentioned before, um, I really enjoy the metal that necessarily isn't really melodic, but is more angry. Um, 
when I listen to metal, I kind of want to just like, you know, get in a fight or like <laughs> something really angry. Like that, that's that's my my outlet of of, uh, of rage is metal. So this was the uh, it, it, there was less singing on it, which uh, you know he's a good singer, but if you want that that vibe that that gives off, mm-hmm. um, you know, the riffs and the the really heavy and visceral guitars that open the track gave off those really cool vibes, which were um, you know wild and all over the place. The drums go crazy on this track too. Yeah. Um, they back away and bring it back in to keep it really mm-hmm. exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was a pretty nice track for me. Yeah. I actually thought the I, I know the intro was like kind of off time, yeah. and I appreciate that as a drummer, but that was kind of messy. I don't know. It's okay. just kind of kind of busy. Um, I thought maybe they could have like simplified it just a little bit and mm-hmm. still have the um, off timing, but it, it's not a. It, like I said, I, I personally don't think there's a, an awful song yeah, yeah, yeah. in the album. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, the next, Still uh, still Beat Your Name, right? Yep. Yeah. That was a good song. Um, this was one of the ones that started kind of losing me a little bit. Like, just with, wasn't quite the same beat, didn't have the same drive to it. Um, the chorus vocals, in my opinion, redeemed this song. Um, the chorus vocals were good, but, you know, after that, the song kind of just, I guess, became more forgettable, more background, you know, and a little less, like, stuck out to me. Yeah. Um, you know, this is kind of where I started to notice that the lyrics don't have a lot of like variety. Mm-hmm. You know, the songs are starting to blend together a little bit more at yep. this point in time in the art album. Yeah, that's pretty so, much all I wrote for mine too. Was mm-hmm. that this is where the album? This is where you know what you're going to get from the album, right? Like, you know, you, you still have standouts later in the album, but after this track, it's like, oh yeah, yeah, this is Kill Switch. Yeah, so mm-hmm. This is seven and, out of the eleven original tracks, I think. Yes, yeah, for the so, standard, yeah, yeah. Yep. It's it's hard to, or at least for me, to review it specifically after mm-hmm. this because the performances are really good. Like, right. you're yeah. not gonna put a knock on the musicianship, but the songwriting and everything else that comes with it for me is just not there for we me. We said it's formulaic. It's, yeah, you know, yeah. right. That's what I literally. For, it's if, not bad. If I look through eight, nine, ten. Um, really 8, 9, and 10 right now, and you can even add 7 to it, there was one thing that stuck out to me in each of those songs, like the chorus vocals, the guitar riff, the drum. Like, there was one part that was, like, good mm-hmm. um, or a little better than the rest. Nothing was bad, but for the most part, those these next, I'd say, three or four songs were really just, you know, hey, good song. Yeah. Hey, not bad. Hey, um, 11, I will say, Reject Yourself, had mm-hmm. a great intro. I love the guitar and the scream vocals. Um, that was actually my my sleeper song. I really, really enjoyed that song. That was one that finally stuck out again after, you know, a handful. All yeah. of a sudden, this song hit, and I was like, well, wait, caught my attention. Kind of like yeah. separated itself from the pack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good, you know, good ending song to the mm-hmm. original Original, album. yeah. And, and honestly, I forgot yeah. that the original ended at 11, so I yeah. completely forgot that was even the last, yeah. technically the last song on the original. Yeah. yeah. Um, I thought... Uh, Howard's vocals were great, like just soaring vocals. Good, mm-hmm. good example of what he can do. Yep. Um, so now we start the bonus tracks or the special. Well, edition. I mean, does anyone else have any? We kind of skipped over like four songs. Oh, I, no, I like, did not at all. Okay. Well, I mean, yeah. okay. and that, that does kind of show that this album is starting to, to do a formula. You're yeah. starting to yeah. blend together the songs. Yep. But bonus track means bonus beer, so oh, <laughs> oh, love it. And a bonus squirt. I love it. <laughs> I will. Um, I will say the song um, "Eye of the Storm." Yeah, I really enjoyed the bass guitar work. It, it, it like you can hear it nice and clear. It was like lockstep with the, yeah. with the actual guitar. Um, it's funny so you I enjoyed that song. It's funny you mentioned the bass. So not to skip too far ahead, but um, 
going to let bridges burn. Yeah. Which was the second. I'll be honest, um, number 12, B1. Thank you. That was, for me, the most forgettable song on the album. Mm. The first song coming into the, the bonus, tracks. bonus tracks was the most forgettable. Like, that song right yeah. there, I was like, I don't know what that's doing to push the album yeah. any further. That was just me. Yeah, for me, I put down that this is, there's a reason why this song is on the bonus tracks. <laughs> Makes uh, sense, yeah. I can interchange it with any of the other songs that I labeled tier three, and it wouldn't really make any yeah. difference to the album. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... That's how I felt with a lot of the bonus tracks. Yeah. I felt that any one of them could slip into the the first eleven, you know, mm-hmm. the standard well, release, and you'd be I'll, fine. Yeah. You, you either wouldn't know, or it'd, it'd be fine. Like I don't know. Even, um, uh, even like this fire though. Yeah, this fire is great song. Oh okay. yeah, so there's four bonus tracks. The first two of them, I would say that I agree with you. And okay. Then the next two, I'd say that I would disagree with you. Yeah. Because this fire, to steal Joe's term, is a banger. Yeah. Um, it was. I don't know how it didn't make it into the right. original album. Right. It mm-hmm. was absolutely incredible. High octane vocals. Everything was yes. there. It was. It just all came together in this incredibly like. I want to run through a brick wall while listening to this song yeah. kind of tempo. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they threw in that spoken part too, which just like kind of threw you for a loop a little bit, which like, oh, you didn't expect it, but it, it worked. It, it added to the song and it actually worked. Yeah, for um, sure. I mean, it's interesting. This really only gained uh, popularity, uh, this fire anyway, when it was introduced, uh, I think, as a wrestler's. WWE. Yeah, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I then, knew there was something about it. And yeah. then everyone was like, wow, this is really good. And then Killswitch is like, oh. Probably put this on the album. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. So. Yeah. 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 And then you got Holy Diver. Um, once again, uh-huh. I didn't make it my number one or anything only because it was a cover and it was, I don't know, it's just everybody knows it, so I picked yeah. something else. Yeah. But one of the best covers, period. Yeah. I put that too. Possibly yeah. one of the best covers of all time. This yeah. is Just, this is how you cover a song. Yes. Yeah. Yep. You're re, you know you respect the original and you kind of keep to that in some ways, mm-hmm. but you make it your own. Yep. Yeah. And this is how you cover a song. I, I mean, love the it. drums were awesome. Oh. The guitar was awesome. Yep. The vocals were awesome. Yeah. I mean, it just it actually topped higher than the original Ronnie James Dio. Holy Diver. I believe it. I like it much better than the original. Personally, there's only two covers that I am comfortable to say are better than the original. Mm. Only two. Mm -hmm. And that is Holy Diver and then Shine Down Simple Man. Those are the only two covers that I can say with like all certainty are better than the originals. Wow. Um, And yeah, this one makes it. It's just unreal. So for me, because I said I'm not as experienced with Kill Switch, like this is one of the only. This is one of the songs like I heard a lot. Holy yeah. Diver, mm-hmm. and when I listened to the rest of the album, I was surprised at how how well this song and their version of it fit in with their sound yeah. and their formulaic kind of way of making songs. So I, I I thought it was great, but I wish this was on the standard release. I mean, yeah. I guess now with Spotify and all that, it doesn't fucking matter. Like, no, no, no I didn't no. buy that. CD, you know, yeah. I gotta buy this one. Yeah, now. like you just dial it in. You just, but again, add, you know, this was actually for a uh, a magazine. I think they did some cover, uh, Curing. Hmm. Oh and, yeah, Kerrang. Uh, once it got really popular, again, it was one of those moments where they were like, oh, we should probably put this on the album. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. No, as a kid, I didn't even know the song was a cover. You know, yeah. Um, but no, I love what they did with the song. As Joe said, they changed it to match their own sound, mm-hmm. but they didn't. 
you know, they kept muddy it up too much. They yeah. kept the bones. Yep. Yeah. But no, I definitely agree. I listened to the Dio version the other day. They have just like a minute and a half oh, intro. Oh, just wind yeah. and rain. Like, and it's, like, like, it's cool, but like you're not going to want to listen to it. It was very, so 80s, much. 70s, 80s, yeah. whatever I think it was. Might be the late 70s. 70s. Yeah. But what a way to end it. Like, you oh, just, yeah, you just end it. Bam. Definitely. Yeah. This right. fire, Holy Diver, done. Yeah. Was, I would have yeah. preferred this fire and holy diver on the actual album yeah oh of course yeah. and you know i i don't need it to end at 11 tracks you know i i think you know 13 would have been fine yeah um but again i i just feel like a lot of the bonus tracks could be swapped in and out mm-hmm. um so that's kind of my thing about the, the extended version the special edition yeah and for this fire i they they screwed up. They should have put it on the original album. Yeah. As far mm-hmm. as Holy Diver goes, I want to say that that one was recorded after the album came out, and they yeah. just kind of had to like tack it on, throw it somewhere. Yeah. yeah. So put true. it on the special edition. That's true. Um, yeah. So yeah. cool. Awesome. So uh, let's let's talk about our our key tracks. This beer is delicious, by the way, though. Yeah, this is a great so beer. Good. This is the most beer Tom's drinking like anybody. <laughs> not the wait for Paul. <laughs> Trev, uh, start us off. We'll do our top track. Well, for me, the top track is, is uh, I'm going to go, you know, n- nothing original here, but My Curse. Yeah, yeah. that song had it all. And yeah. there's, I mean, a lot of times you're like, oh, the single, it's just, you know, it's, it's mainstream, it's supposed to be for something. But, you I mean, the single often charts because it's also really well written. Yeah. yeah. So, and, and this, well this just had everything. It had that guitar, the drums, the vocals. I mean, that that riff, I mean, it, it really, yeah, it's, it's a number one song. Yep. So by by any by any measure. Cool. So. I uh, I went with Holy Diver, but I feel like you can go with either of those two for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I love what they did with the song. They made it more epic and heavy while still keeping the melodic sides of it intact. Uh, I thought uh, the singer's harmonies were really on point. The chugging guitars, the fills were really solid. Um, the solo at the end was really nice too. Yeah. Um, his growls were were good and on point, and when uh, layered in with the singing, it created this cool like. Duality and it's definitely a, a headbanger of a track for me. Mm-hmm. Is it bad that I put Holy Diver as my favorite song? Like I don't, I don't know. Like, I just no. did that. Right, you yeah. just did it. No, yeah. it's fine. Right. So, in case I do my Joe typical <laughs> fashion, <laughs> no, Holy Diver and My Curse. Oh, okay. I mean, right. Both standout tracks for me. You know, th- those are my top tracks from this album for sure. For all the reasons yeah. we've said. I actually went with Arms of Sorrow. Yeah. Um, really? It just yeah. Okay. I love that song. Um, I love the fact that it's like the heavy ballad, um, just so different, like different from a lot of bands will do. Um, and it's just those the, the freaking chorus and that hook that you know in the arms of so- that just great fucking love yeah. that song. Nice, yeah, it's a good good track. Um, but what so was your least favorite? My least favorite. favorite was hold on the first uh, on the special edition. My least favorite was uh, B one. I thought that it just, there was nothing, I mean, it was okay, nothing really stand out about it, um, super forgettable, just kind of was, you know, hey, we're yeah. going to do a special edition, and then like, like oh, fuck, you start with this, <laughs> like, yeah. it was just a throwaway song that, again, was why they probably put it on the extra, like, mm-hmm. hey, we made the song, it's not that great, but we're just going to throw it in there anyway. Yeah. So, Trip? Uh, so, I mean, like I said, I ranked them tiers one, two, and three. I could have picked any of the tier three songs as the worst one. There was nothing that was like distinctively bad about any one mm-hmm. song. They were just kind of there. right. So, yeah. I mean, push came to shove. I'd probably say B one. Okay. You know, I could have also said, uh, you know, let the bridges burn or yeah. any of these other ones. But you know, I'll go with that one. It wasn't. I mean, 
they kind of knew it, right? They threw yeah. it on the, the special edition, exactly. though, I guess. Yeah. This didn't make the cut. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, d- does it make it a, a terrible song? No. no. It's just, you know, know, it's not special either. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I'm kind of similar, you know. Like we said, there's not, like, any track where you put it on, it's like, oh, God, this song's awful. <laughs> but, you know, if I had to choose one, I would pick uh, Desperate Times. Okay. Um, I thought the hook wasn't really that good. It was a bit too slow for me mm-hmm. um, with metal. I mean, obviously, you can do whatever you want with metal, but I personally prefer it a little bit faster and heavier because that's what the genre um, kind of gravitates me towards. Yeah. Uh, the solos are very, like, regimen and, like, we're just in... They didn't really break out of that mold too much, and they didn't really play to their strengths on it for me. So, yeah. Okay. All right. Um, I put For You just because of that busy yeah. intro and... Um, I don't know, I, I just, I didn't really see the need. Mm-hmm. But again, it's not a bad song. I, yeah. I, I like the song, I just like all the other songs better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Sense. And, and um, yeah, so I just put For You. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, so Dark Horse, Sleepy Dark Horse. <laughs> <laughs> I love that phrase. Sleepy Dark Horse. We, we yeah. can't figure. I think that's it. I think it's the Sleepy the Dark sleepy Horse. The Sleepy Dark Horse. <laughs> He's going to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think that's what we have to start calling. Yeah. yeah. Um, so whenever we do these like deluxe special edition albums, I try and choose one from the standard release and one from like the bonus track. So my dark, uh, my Sleepy Dark Horse. <laughs> From the standard it's release. Take, it's going to take seven episodes right. for us to say that without laughing. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Eye of the Storm. I thought this song was badass. Okay. Um, and I think you should listen to it. It's a prime example of how good musicians they are. And that bass guitar, you don't really hear a lot of bass guitar, you know, stand out. And on this song, yes. And, uh, you know, I, so I thought he did a great job on this. And then from the bonus tracks, I like uh, This Fire. Like... That should be on the fucking album, like yeah. the real al- the actual album, and a great song. So those are my two. I went with Reject Yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, I just thought it had a great intro. I loved the guitar. I loved his screaming vocals in it. Um, and then, you know, funny part was it ended the original album, which I completely forgot about because I was just already in special edition mode. Um, to have that as the last song to end an album, I just thought was fantastic. Yeah. Like, it was just such a fucking punch-in-the-nuts way to end and mm-hmm. um, just really, to again, to be 11 songs in and have a song that still kicks that much ass, that was yeah. just that was a go-to for me. Yeah, um, so for me, uh, I can... Uh, I, I'd probably go with This Fire as far as my Sleepy Dark Horse goes. Um, I love, love it. it. It was just, it had everything for me and what made it a Dark Horse is that it was overlooked even by the band themselves you know they didn't include this on the actual album uh even though it became quite a popular song i'd still call it the dark horse um if i was going to pull joe sod and choose two or pull a mic and only choose one off of the original album i'd probably call the arms of sorrow as my dark horse even though it was released as a single um it was just a a very very strong performance that i I think is overlooked even by people who listen to the album you know so Yeah. So um, when I was doing my notes, um, I didn't realize how popular my curse was. So I picked my curse and my sleeper, but then I went back and realized, oh, that's definitely not a sleeper at all. So I went and picked uh, uh, For You, actually. I really enjoyed that track. Um, I really like that intense, all-over-the-place energy. That's what I really like from metal. You know, I don't really like a lot of melodic standard things from it. So the fact that it was so 
wild and heavy was uh, was definitely a, a big plus for me. So. Cool. Nice. Yeah. Let's right. rate it. Let's rate this bad boy. All right. Trav, this was your album. What you got? It's my album, so I'm giving it four and a half stars. Yeah. Really? Pops or bops or whatever bops. the heck you Bops. Bops. We got it. It's got four and a half something. Right? <laughs> so, it's got something. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> look, all right, this is an album that got me into the genre. I wanted to see if it held up. It did. You know, I mean, I obviously like it. You know, yep. I've obviously listened to it more times than I can count. It's just, it's heavy. It's high intensity. I mean, all of these songs, I mean... The, the Arms of Sorrow is their ballad, and that one still you can work out to, right? Yeah. I mean, it's just, this album is just all the way through, like, representative of the genre. It just goes, it's, it's you know, a lot of energy. I like that energy. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. four cool. and a half uh, sleepy horses. <laughs> <laughs> doing so good. <laughs> Oh, okay. Gotcha. Um, so this album was was a pretty hard album for me to review. Um, I feel like a lot of the album is good on a technical level and not anything to fully argue and complain about. But uh, personally, there was just so much that wasn't memorable in the long run, even though I've listened to this album all the way through at least four to five times to review this. And I've heard songs off of it before. Um, but just there's a lot of material that didn't really stand out from one another. The only real standouts for me were the songs I've already heard and the rest just wasn't it just kind of mushed together but you know don't get me wrong the musicianship and the skill of all the members of the band are not to be understated um i feel like the performances are outstanding and deserve their praise but the songwriting the range that they have and the overall sound of the album was a little underwhelming so i'm I'm around like a two and a half to a three Mm. somewhere in between there like it was still good i definitely had a lot of upside to it but um you know, I, I given a, a bit longer time for me, I probably would have enjoyed it a bit more. But that's exactly. that's where I'm around. So. Gotcha. That was very well said. Thank you. I brought well all right down. Yeah, very well written. Did <laughs> at one a.m. last night. <laughs> <laughs> um, so for me, I gave it a four. Um, and this kind of falls into a lot of the other albums we said or talked about. It, it's it's like a vibe. I'll throw this on if I want to do something aggressive or if yeah. I need like. If I need to pick me up, you know, it's not because I'm listening to a specific song. It's because I'm listening to a good, heavy album mm-hmm. with good elements on it. Um, so while I did say it was, you know, a lot of the songs were kind of formulaic and things like that, it's not necessarily a knock. They're all yeah. great songs. And, you know, um, I will go to this album in the future. So four for Joe. And I want to listen to some of the other albums, especially yeah. some of the Jesse albums, too, because I want to yes. start a comparison. Um, yeah, I mean, Kills with Engage is one of my favorite, you know, newer metal, whatever you want to call it. I mean, newer, that came out in, you know, 2000, 99, 2000, whatever. Um, I've been listening to them from the beginning of me listening to this genre of music. Like I said, I started with the album in 04 before this and the heartache, but then I backtracked. I listened to Kill Switch Engage self-titled. I listened to Alive or Just Breathing, um, with Jesse Leach and then into Howard and everything else. I gave it a four, uh, four bops. Um, I've seen them live so many times, and they just absolutely have an unbelievable live show. So there's a lot of, I guess you can say bias on my end, but I, I love these guys. They're so talented. Um, you know, even the the new stuff they put out an album what last year, year before 2019. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, Atonement. Yeah. And it's a great album. Like it's just good. And for a band to still be putting out, you know, really good albums. Um, especially with the lineup changes they've had and everything else, like they just, 
you know, you it's like Slipknot. You join the band because you know, listen, this is what we're making, and we just got to be good at it. And they're doing a good job with it. Cool. Awesome. How about the beer? Uh, yes. Bars Toasted Ale out of New Haven. Yeah, blonde. Toasted, Toasted Blonde. blonde excuse ale. me. Toasted Blonde. blonde. What do we got, Trev? Your beer. You brought it. Well, I mean, it's my beer. Look, all right, this isn't one of my favorite beers. This is like my favorite beer. Okay. I mean, it's it's top wow three, top two kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's still technically one of my favorites. But <laughs> it's if I had to choose, all right, what's your favorite beer? I mean, I'm I'm probably going to this beer. I brought it because I enjoy it so much. And if I'm not going to give my favorite beer five hops, then why even bother <laughs> nice. rating? You know, nice. I mean, okay, it's this is the top. Yeah, this is it. You know, you give me another one of these crawlers, I'll drink it. You know what I mean? <laughs> I did. <laughs> I did. Actually. You got up and got one. <laughs> Thirty-two ounces, and we drank three yeah. of them. Yeah, I mean, someone can do the math. You can call it nostalgia because it's what I started drinking. You know, when I was able to actually go to bars. I mean, you can call it. Just because I remember having it with mashed potato and bacon pizza, which is incredible. I mean, mm-hmm. you can just say that it's because my taste in beer gravitates more towards this type of beer. I mean, it really, all of those things. Mm-hmm. This this is it, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. And, you know, I wasn't going to start off my tenure on hops and bops with something <laughs> that I thought was mediocre. <laughs> so, oh, I was yes. going to start it with my favorite beer. So nice. I did. Yeah. Good. Well done. So Awesome. Yeah, no, I'm I'm up there too. I'm at a, I'm at about a four, I would say. You know, it's very smooth. I'd say it's it's nothing super flashy. You know, it's nothing okay. like a super flavorful and you know, mm-hmm. there, there's no big X factor in it, which is why it doesn't go all the way above for me. Mm-hmm. But it's it's really smooth. I could definitely drink a lot of this yeah. and not be super worried about it because it's really only what four point two percent. Four point two. Yeah. And I really want some uh, mashed potato and pizza now. <laughs> Let's wrap this up quick. We can go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, four. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm at a four as well. I mean, this beer is severely drinkable. Um, wow. It's severely, severely drinkable. <laughs> because it's that good. I think it's that smooth. It's that good. It's, it's you know, it, it's on the lighter end, but mm-hmm. I think that makes it more enjoyable. Um, you can have a lot of it. And for me, too, like Trevor said, it, it's the nostalgic. This is, I remember, this is like my first kind of craft beer that I ever had that wasn't a, a big-time label. Um, so, you know, that that whole aspect of it, too. So, four out of five. Thank you, Bar. Love this beer. I'll always be drinking it. Nice. Um, yeah, I'm doing it at a 3.5. Um, I liked it. It was good. Went down smooth. I mean, 10 a.m., great nice. beer to drink. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, you guys know me. I'm a little bit more for the flavor, the hoppy, something a little different. But, you know, when you're just looking to have a solid beer that's not going to kill you, that, you know, you can drink smooth, you can drink quite a bit of, yeah. not a bad beer. Yeah. So let's uh, give some shout-outs. Cool. Um, so Bar, so on Instagram, they're Bar New Haven, all one word. Great pizza, great beer, great times there. Definitely go visit them. Um, good area, too. A lot, of, lot to do around that surrounding area. And then uh, Go it's to the just, back room. Yeah, the back room. Josad uh, will be waiting for you. <laughs> no, not anymore. I've retired. I've retired. I've retired. I will. I will be there in the front room. <laughs> front room now. He's Pizza migrated. Beer. Yeah. yeah, he's migrated. Um, and then our band Killswitch Engage. Just one word on Instagram and check them out. Um, you know, definitely one of the the I guess marquee bands of that genre for mm-hmm. sure. Um, so uh, definitely check them out. 
<laughs> cool. Very cool. Um, so next episode, we have St. Patrick's Day. Our St. Patrick's Day Louis special. Um, Can anyone guess who we're going to play for an album? Or what we're going to drink? <laughs> 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 I mean, it's pretty uh, pretty typical, kind of basic bitch. But we will, we will be listening to or talking about uh, Warrior's Code by Dropkick Murphys. Awesome. Mm-hmm. A great album. Can't wait for that. And to drink... Who wants to take the drink? Guinness. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, but yeah, we're sticking it conservative. We're drinking yeah. just straight up classic Guinness. Mm-hmm. I think I have enough glasses, Guinness actual glasses. I think I have one over there okay, too. Okay, yeah. So, cool. so I think we'll, yeah. we'll be drinking out of those next episode. I love it. So yeah, we have that to look forward to. Um, so great job, Trevor. Thank you so much for bringing uh, coming on today. Hey, my pleasure. Yeah. So, you did a great job. Appreciate it. You we know. got to put in like the fake hand clap. Let's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. see what I can do. <laughs> Look, you want me on the show again? I'll show up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're. I mean, outside of the show, you're a good friend of ours. Yeah. So, yeah. and Trevor is notorious back. for being late, and he was 15 minutes early today. Yeah. So I mean, Saw let's. That. Yeah. When it comes to drinking in the morning, he is on time. He is on time. <laughs> drinking in the morning, and talking about music. There it is. Oh, yeah. Um. So look out for our our future episodes. Go, if you're just joining us, go back. We, we got a lot of episodes for you, a wide variety of, of different styles and beers and albums. So, you know, I hope you enjoy. Um, so Hops and Pops Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. We are streaming, as always, on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube. For Mike and Tom and our awesome guest, Trevor, I'm Joe. We'll see you next time. Peace.